trades and tyrants. Hello and welcome to Trades and Tyrants. It's your boy, Kyle. Uh, Sean is here as well. A little under the weather, but here. And I'm Jordan. And Toma's not here. Nope, missing. Yeah, he miss. He's missing a lot. I know that the last we heard from him, he was dressed up as B. Arthur, and he was in a little bit of trouble with the law. And uh, we just don't know now. Like he came on, he kind of cleared that up, but now he's not here again, so we don't know what's happening. I know. It's kind of my fault a little bit because we had holidays, and then I was sick, and so we've. I do have delayed this a few weeks. Mm-hmm. This podcast, so that gave him too much idle hands at that point. Exactly. He relapsed over the holidays. Mm. Well, that is too bad. So we will miss Tobin, as we always do. We love having Tobin on the podcast. He's a friendly giant, and uh, he's a B. Arthur enthusiast, so... I mean, who isn't, though? I mean, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe not as as close to heart as as he takes it, but... Embodies Golden Girls yeah. in general, people. People just should love the Golden Girls. Back. Yeah, it is making a comeback, isn't it? It's yeah. Kind of odd. I mean, I don't want to say we started it or anything, but I was gonna say that too. I feel like we did, but it's tough to say for sure. Like yeah. we kind of were the forefront of it. Now it's everywhere. But yeah, remember when yeah. you brought purple back? I brought orange back for a bit. It didn't last long. Yeah, orange was here for a little while. I remember bringing purple back. Mm-hmm. I remember the moment that I brought purple back. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget the moment. I made a custom shirt and it was like purple, and I put, "I'm bringing purple back," and some. And it was in season, like next yeah, next how do I say summer. It? Some African American lady. Hmm. Saw it. Not like that matters. Some woman saw it. There's no way to say this. I don't want to be racist. I'm not trying to be racist. I'm not. What I'm trying to say is he's wearing a brown sweater. A woman saw it. She loved it, and she was probably a fashionable woman. I'm not saying for any particular reason. She was fashionable, and uh, that's probably what started the purple phenomenon, as it were. I didn't get that memo. Well, I mean, how difficult... I definitely didn't get the orange memo. No, the orange memo was <laughs> fall, fell apart. <laughs> I think it would have been difficult for, you know, everybody to... I mean, if everybody was wearing purple, I don't think it would have gone away again. No. It's going to come back again. You have, to, you have to have some people go against the grain and not wear it. Just so yeah. something else can take its. I just stop wearing it for a little while, and then I'll bring it back again. Mm-hmm. Comes in waves, just like me. Um, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, not not a clean cut podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. No. Oh boy! I mean, it, that was a not, good one. Yeah, it was very good. We're not usually this dirty or anything, but like that. I mean, it depends on whether Tobin's drinking. Actually, just a question. Sorry, this is comic book related. I'll kind of, have you guys watched The Runaways yet on Hulu? No, no. Uh, just, just killing it. Smoking reviews. Yeah. Already picked up for season two. It's supposed to be awesome. I haven't seen it yet either, but I'm actually very intrigued to watch it now. Yeah, just got introduced to Gertrude York's. Yeah, it's, it's a neat concept, right? Because it's a, all these kids who find out that all their parents are super villains. That is cool. Mm-hmm. And it's how they react, right? Do they take the mantle up of their parents and become supervillains as well, or do they rebel? 
And I don't know. Mm. I haven't watched it. I don't know the Runaways very well. In I general. don't know Isn't who Cloak those and are. Dagger in, aren't they part of the Runaways? I don't think so. It's a separate I thing. Thought. Oh. They're, still, they're like younger, though. They, they ran away in the comics, I for thought, sure. Oh, maybe... It, you know what? where I'm getting that from? I think on one of their Hero Clicks cards, I saw the back of a, a cover... Oh, comic book cover. I think the name of the comic book cover was The Runaways, but it was probably the title of that particular that would make sense. comic oh, about the two of them probably running away. Did you have their own show coming in as well? Oh, okay. Oddly yeah. enough. So What I'm most intrigued by is like there's a lot of different uh, TV stations. You can kind of tell what the show's going to be like. You know, Netflix can go pretty dark and gritty sometimes, and the CW has a little bit more of an upbeat, you know, teenage, you know, romance kind of thing going on. I don't know about Hulu. I've never seen a show on Hulu. Yeah, I don't know how Hulu I don't know, does streaming verse. I know, but, I mean, now it's it's majority shares controlled by Disney. Well, it doesn't so, look good for too dark. No. Then, really. no. But, but that's we'll not see. that bad. That's not bad at all. I mean, of course, that makes sense, right? It's Marvel, so maybe it'll be a little bit... I don't know. I don't know how that'll work. They may use Hulu as... More like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Have their more darker stuff, right? Because they're trying to think of a way to do it, right? Which isn't... Because they have even the Cinematic Universe now, right? With the rights to Deadpool and and stuff, they have to figure out an option. I know everyone wants, because Disney owns the rights to Firefly, for Firefly to come back. That'd it's too late. Awesome. It's too late. Now. It is too late. It's either too late or twenty years too early. Like, and and I mean reboot. this, yeah. Like, I I'll be honest. If some of these actors can hold on for twenty more years, they can pull some stuff off in Firefly with, with old Mal. And like, I could see it happening. But I just don't. And I like. I don't want to spoil Serenity. It's been around forever. But like. I still want Wash, man. Like, they can't do it without Alan Tudor. It's just... I could see if they reboot it, or if the continuation yeah. Summer Glau would be the person they bring back. They're right? going to yeah. reboot it and start... For, it, you know what it is? And it, oh. it, 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 It's money, man. It's money. People want to make money. You I know? don't think they'll reboot it. People might rebel. People... No, people will love it. Like, how do you make money? Well, you, you capitalize on trends and fads and... Serenity is becoming a cult classic. It was always a cult classic, but it's now <coughs> being a cult classic isn't actually being a cult classic. Now being a cult classic is now a fad. So everybody's like, oh, it's a cult classic, and then now it's a fad. Now it's on Netflix. Now it's huge. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're going to make money off it. If you reboot it, you're going to make money. Um. When something gets traction, that's when they reboot it. It's just the way that you know, it works. It's, it is funny money. you mention it, because actually it wasn't that long ago I read an article about the Hatchet series. Uh, they were planning on re- like not doing anymore. The, like, the director was like done after the third one. Wish I could comment. Mm. What's the Hatchet series? Oh, uh, it, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a slasher, slasher horror movie yeah. series. No, that's probably A little right. bit more yeah. recent, but like critically acclaimed. Not critically, but I guess in the horror community it's up there with Jason and Freddy and all that. It's just much more recent three movies and he was gonna quit after the death of uh Wes Craven and he was just gonna do other things and uh George A. Romero before he died told him at a panel uh he's like when's the next um oh god which, I forget the name of the the character oh crap something Crowley yeah Victor Crowley Victor Crowley yeah okay. so he's like when's the next Crowley flick coming out he's like oh no that's done and then he's like 
you're not done until the fans <laughs> say you're done. George A. Romero said that? Yeah, yeah. He looked out and pointed at the fans and was That's like, That's kind of cool. You're not done until they say you're done. So then all of a sudden they're like, Well, Victor Crowley's fourth movie's coming out. It's not quite a reboot, but it's going to reboot the idea, of course. Traction. That's what happens. It probably wouldn't have made money, but then all of a sudden now George A. Romero's got a story behind it. Do the Hatchet movies actually make money? I uh, don't know. Actually. Two did. The second one, because the first one came out, it was a cult. Like, it came out, like, probably straight to DVD. Mm. Did really well. Made a lot of money because it was independent, straight to DVD. So the second one, I think, got a release. And I think it did well. But the third one, I don't think, did well. Probably why they were going to kibosh it. Mm. So. But, I mean, those movies, they'll always make money. Shitty horror movies. You just have to put them out in the right time of year. If you put them out in the right time of year, people are going to go watch them. Even though mm-hmm. they suck. And they all suck. Mm. They're money makers. Insidious. The Kane Hodder, the guy that used to play Jason, is yeah. Victor Crowley as well. So, like, Interesting. I guess as a horror celebrity, Robert Englund was in the first movie. I guess if um, if they have, I would say, low Tony budgets, Tony. it's probably easy for them exactly. to Exactly. That's what the key is for horror movies. Like, Insidious... Yeah. Low budget, and then you put them out in the dead of winter because it's mm. dark out early, early. It's kind of a creepy vibe. People want to get scared. February, Valentine's Day, cold out, horror flick. They love it. Insidious 2, I think, is coming out soon for that reason. And it'll make money because it probably cost them 20 bucks to film it. Now, isn't that the third one, even? Oh, yeah, I think it's four, actually. Four? Oh but, like, God. what? You go into a house. A creepy house you have five cameras and you film a horror movie I don't know if we haven't done it yet no but well yeah <laughs> it's just it's low budget they're always low we budget totally you don't really need off. many visual effects the ones that are big budget are well like it but it made money yeah it made money for sure it made it. a lot of money mm-hmm. so but yeah, I don't know. Horror movies, it's easy money in films, really. Too bad it doesn't work that way in other mediums. Like, the horror comics. We've read some interesting ones, but like they don't seem like they'd make that much money if they got released yeah, I don't know. on a weekly basis. Yeah, other, other than Stephen King, I don't think maybe Dean Coots, there's not many authors for novels that really... I think because you need it. like a certain... You really need a good author to be able to write a good horror novel. Because you need to be in that novel to get scared. You know what I mean? When you're reading something, it's different to be able to put it down. Yeah. So you need a good writer to pull you in to be invested enough to get scared. Whereas movies, it's so easy. You just turn the lights to pitch black and Mm. have the music die and then something jump out. It's so easy to scare people that way. But in books, I need like a writer. Now, I'm not saying Stephen King's the greatest writer of all time because I really haven't read any of his stuff, so I don't know. Never really read any. I've liked some of his books. I've struggled. You know what? I really struggled with The Shining. It was just yeah. <clears throat> there was moments that were great, but then there was just like there was moments that were dragging. And sometimes when a book drags, it's easy to lose interest. Particularly, it's not a genre that's you know on top of my list. You know, horror's never been one of my top genres, so um, you really have to. I really have to be very interested in it. Yeah, and. Stephen King's so hit and miss with me that I've kind of stopped trying to read his novels. Did you read the whole thing? 
No, I stopped. Oh, you stopped. I stopped. I think I've read Pet Cemetery. Loved it. Yeah. Um, Needful Things I've read. Um, Christine, like I've read, I've read some oh, of yeah. his stuff, but uh, I really struggle with The Shining. I just isn't Christine what Carrie's based off. Or is I that think a no. I think this is Christine's the, about the, the car. car. Oh, it's the car. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, that is right. Which is why I'm kind of I've never read it, but I've always wanted to. Um, that's why I'm interested in the reboot of of Pet Cemetery. I'll probably well, watch that. Doing a movie. reboot of Pet Cemetery. So I'd be interested in watching that. That was my first horror movie. I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. I was uh, in, down in, that rod. I was. It was an interesting experience. I mean, I don't. I mean, I, 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 would, I don't know if you classify Jaws, but I remember Jaws being like a scary movie for when I was a kid yeah. that I watched when I was really young, too. And it's not scary anymore, but I mean, no. it was when I was a kid. Well, <laughs> I, I know somebody that got pretty scared watching Jaws a couple of scenes, but... Recently, even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was... Uh, I don't know if that was recorded for uh, like a... We watched it as a group. podcast yeah, we it as of some group. kind, right. or I don't know, like but, an old uh, recording... Yeah, I know. and so that's why I asked about horror movies because they're they're a tough sell for me. I saw it, and I loved it, but I I mean I haven't been interested in a horror. I can't remember the last time I was before it interested and, in and one. You know what sucks though for for what you just said about it? It's like it sucks because I'm a big fan of the horror genre. I think it's because I get scared really easily. Yeah, so it's fun for me to get scared, so I can watch shitty ones. It's an and adrenaline get rush. I love horror yeah. movies, but like. Mm. So I love watching horror movies, but I now cannot sell you on a horror movie because you watched it. Mm-hmm. You liked it. But, like, it's probably top three best horror movies I've yeah. ever seen in my life. See, and I, I'm totally uninterested in the hack and slash horror movies. Like, uninterested. Yeah. Because I've, you know, I have, like, younger I watched a bunch and I, I just got bored of it. Mm-hmm. To the point where... Same tropes. Yeah, yeah, it was just like... You, you get desensitized to that kind of thing real quick. Which is always my concern with superhero stuff, but it hasn't happened yet in movies. Yeah. I still want to always watch that stuff. But um, you, you, you got your <coughs> the genres that you love. I, I, like, I can't even I love pick... It. Like, if I were to pick like a horror movie, I'm like, oh man, this is the best horror movie you need to see it. I would say it now because yeah. it's the best one I think I've ever seen so and, and, and they're not exactly great horror movies they're more funny than not you know but I loved Evil Dead 1 and 2 like I loved Evil Dead 2 yeah like, loved I loved Evil, Dead, Evil 2. Dead 2 I loved Evil Dead 1 yeah and, and, and Army of Darkness right yeah. but they're not they get more silly as, yeah, as they go they're right they're, they're, they're different, different and I enjoyed them but I, I, I did you like Drag Me to Hell I did like Drag Me to Hell. That I was, did Sam, Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi, so... I did. That took all the classic tropes and was like... I did. them to a 10. I did. I actually... You know what? And I thought the twist in it was good. Yeah. It was silly, mm-hmm. too, yeah. though. There were it silly was. parts. Well, the old like, lady that, like, became, like, possessed demon yeah. or whatever. With yeah. the goat, too. Like, yeah. dancing around. Like, <laughs> that was, what, 10 years ago? God, oh, like, 12 2009. Now? It was 2009. Oh, okay. Well, all right. So, like... Uh, Within the last ten years, that's what still was one of the, the best. Um, was it Chris Hemsworth? In it? What was the uh, yeah Cabin in the Woods? Cabin in the Woods, I liked. See, that and that's a a, again, that's like another one of my top. And that's it, like that's top three but for me. It for flips sure. the genre on its head, though. It yeah. totally flips the yeah. genre right on top of its head, which is and so does it. As far as I'm what, concerned, it flips the genre yeah. on its head too because it's. It's like Goonies meets horror movie. Which Hell, I could make a case for a psychological horror. I'm a huge fan of Black Swan. I think that was an incredible like psychological horror movie. 
Well, you'd have to make a case mm-hmm. for it, right? Yeah. I mean, for yeah. another one I tried to watch, I didn't say too long ago, but like, The Hills Have Eyes or whatever. And I, uh-huh. it was terrible for me. I was just like, and That one's more shock gore factor than Those are the ones, and those are the ones that don't work for me. Yeah, I'm not And, and I know, ones. like, yeah. there's probably, you know, I mean, I like the first Saw. But, because um, I think it was a little different. Yeah. But then it got overdyed. They're supposed too. to be scary, like Hills Have Eyes. Not as much for what you're watching, but like, what if you like if you're in that situation, like it's yeah. kind of scary that oh man, if you were ever in a situation seeing what that person's seeing, I've probably seen a couple of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah. Didn't really like those. Yeah. You know, wrong fan. turn. Like there's a bunch of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, slasher flicks. Yeah, they're just not. I don't know. You gotta mix it with like other genres. Like I, like I don't think I want to mix it. Oh, I mean comedy. comedy. I yeah, like Par- Piranha 3D. That movie is like yeah, that amazing. That's one of the best movies I've ever seen, regardless of that type. Was a, that was good. I didn't mind the Evil Dead remake either. I oh, the Evil oh Dead yeah, that was so I good. did like that. Yeah. I did like but, that. So good. There's just it's few far like it, I oh, yeah, I really have to convince me and it maybe some like maybe there's more good ones but you really have to convince me to sit down and, and watch them like I. The ones you're saying you're liking too, it's funny, are yeah. like critically acclaimed. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I, I mean? do like those ones. I like, mean, Drag Me to Hell was critically acclaimed. Then there's silly ones like The End of Days, which I don't even know what you call that. That's action or horror or whatever, but I just love Arnie. Days. and Oh, Arnie, yeah. This is because I love Arnie, right? So I was like, well, this is kind of amusing, yeah. but it's not really. Gabriel Bryan is the devil yeah. or yeah. whatever. You gotta make, you make a case for that one too, I guess. Yeah. But even old school, like, you know, the 60s and 70s, there were some scary movies that weren't really horror movies. They're like Rosemary's Baby or like have you Re- s- Repulsion. Or have whatever. you seen The Conjuring? That might oh, be the only one. No, I, I don't or know. Sinister. S- oh, how could we forget? This yeah. is, you call it maybe the top three. Sinister, for me, is straight up the scariest movie I've ever seen. It is incredible. Sinister was good, actually. Like, like that defines horror yeah. for me. The Conjuring is it? I saw someone, I've seen... A movie like that in the theater, like a demon possessing type, is that what The mm-hmm. Conjuring is? It's like yeah. being possessed. You know, I've seen a couple of them and they just didn't do it for me. I liked them both actually. I've seen I've right. seen Sinister, but I, I I saw two different ones. Like I, I, I if you could name a couple of ones where a girl are they like recent or not? Really? Probably or in the last ten years, like last female Exorcism. That one's Handy Cam. No, then <laughs> that was that's, good. A, that's a stretch, though. We're, we're, it just, but there's always like a female that's possessed by a demon, and they have to try and ex- like exercise, and uh-huh. then it's just, I'm like, eh. Yeah, there's no, so many that's... bad ones though. You think might be good. Remember that one? Like it was the first week of a new year, and we ended up getting dragged to the shittiest horror movie, The Devil Inside. Was it? Oh my gosh, do I remember? Like that we movie thought this might have had potential. Like you just never know. You just never know. terrible. Well, we're, we're way we're off, off topic. We're way yeah. off topic. Let's get into the graphic yeah, novel. We started yeah, with the tirades, and yeah. we're going to get into the trades yeah. here. Yeah. Doctor Strange Volume 2. Yeah. This is, okay. Speaking of horror. I think it may have been Tobin. Yeah. Um, Last Days of Magic. This is the rarity where we read two volumes in a row. Yes, it is. Um, Jason Aaron's the main writer in this. You know, we do get some, some guest writers. Jerry Dugan. Um... Who I think we probably know from like Deadpool and yeah, stuff. Absolutely. And James Robinson, who's been around for a while, and I'm a big James Robinson fan. Marvel wise, I think maybe one of the last things he did was Scarlet Witch, but um, it's so many artists. I mean, we still got Chris, whatever, Buckalo or whatever, who's, you know, we've, we're kind of, 
find that his art's unique, but not necessarily for any of us. But people do like it a lot. And there's lots of various artists in this, too. Uh, for me, uh, the standards, Mike uh, Diodato Jr. There's uh, like a, like a few pages in this that I loved. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, volume two. I, I'm going to jump into something I've noticed here, and I probably noticed in the first volume, but I didn't mention it. it it's the... The battle between magic and science, for me, has a lot of similarities to the battle between religion and science. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. you, can, you can draw similarities to there, like yeah. in real life, you know. Especially the way science looks at magic in this graphic. Novel. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I mean, I think that's a direct relation to Jason Aaron, and I think he likes to play around with that type of stuff. I, I, I can't comment for him, but I'm pretty sure he's not a very religious guy. So when he gets opportunities to... And I'm sure a lot of writers do this, but they take their their real life stuff and put it into their writing. It's right? almost probably impossible not to do. I, that. I think you're. I think you're right too. And I, it works right for him because you know. I mean, we like I love Southern Bastards as an example. Like I love Southern Bastards. <laughs> Sorry, and that's not a Jason Aaron one, but I do get the feeling that he doesn't love religion, and and so that can be relatable, but to people. But and I think you know, doing this magic and science, you know battle here is, is a way to express that and i just see some similarities to that right if not if none of your writing comes from like your personal beliefs then your writing probably would be like just bland all the time you know what i mean like if, if your personal opinions and beliefs on the outside world wasn't filtered within your writing and like kind of sprinkled within it well it wouldn't be organic exactly it would just everyone's would be the same it would just be you said this and then he went to this and you'd just always be in that world without any influence mm. and feeling from the author there'd be no personality mm. but it'd be like if Hulk Hogan wasn't Terry Bollea as well you know like he, he's not the, he's the same guy just exaggerated right yeah. <laughs> You know, like, you, you gotta have that little bit in you. Yeah, it'd be like Daniel Day-Lewis, just on the street, mm -hmm. you, you, like, see him, and then you see him in a movie, and you're like, whoa, two totally different things. Like, the writing is inspired when it's from your own beliefs and opinions mm -hmm. on the world, but if it was just, like, totally just in the world, it would be so boring. Mm -hmm. Everyone would be the same. There'd be no unique stories. No, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And again, like, I feel like you see it because, I mean, you have the villain in this who, it, it, through, you know, a, a circumstance that he's lived through, um, hates magic based on the fact that he, he came from a planet where magic was worshipped like gods were worshipped, right? And because they were non-believers and they believed in science and stuff, you know, his family was killed for it. And, you know, from that moment on, you know, he wanted revenge. Kind of feels like the future of human society mm -hmm. in the next hundred mm -hmm. years. And, I mean, you'll see similarities when you read Thor, right? With that, too. Yeah. So, you know, he likes he, he likes to create his villains this way as well. Yeah. And uh, it works. He, he's, I feel like Jason Aaron is very good at creating new villains. Oh, man. And it's tough to Bass. do. It's always tough to do. Um, I, going to the villains, I do really like his clones, the villain clones. They just make me laugh. They're a little bit of humor thrown into these. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, there's a panel on they're this. They're so literal. Where they're like, well, yeah, like, 
look out for the shrubbery. Like, it's just random, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, oh, God. Because, I mean, what, the yeah. plants are attacking them. Yeah, right? yeah. They're like, oh, no, the shrubbery. And it's just like... I just, I just picture I a British laughing. robot. Or, yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... There's other ones. Some of them are in cavern me. or whatever. They go down there yeah. and, like, what, what they see. It's pretty impressive. Mine's my fraction to Hawkeye and the bros. Bro. Hey, bro. Oh, bro. And it just, it just, like, they have oh, those generic oh, yeah, villain the, type. The those, yeah, those generic henchmen type yeah. mentality that always kind of make me laugh. I love when generic henchmen make me laugh. Yeah. It's great. It's they great. Should, they should because they're just cannon fodder, really. For your hero, so yeah. like, why not give them some like a purpose other than cannon fodder? Yeah, exactly. <coughs> I do love how he's still showing us different ways that they use magic in this, and not just through Doctor Strange, even. No, I but know. through the other characters, you know, we see um, Brother Voodoo, right, mm-hmm. and how he uses his magic, and you know, magic, and how she uses her magic. I hate to say it that he's, way, but it's her name. But he's rewriting <coughs> what magic. is. Means yeah. in the Marvel universe, and and I've never just again like, um, I know you and I talked this before, but you know we get those tropes where you always see the same thing, and I I talked about Bruce Banner and how you know I got I'm reading a comic that's about five or six years old, and it's the same thing where no one trusts Bruce Banner, and there's that always starts a conflict because Bruce could be wrong or right, and sometimes he's definitely right, but because he can turn into the Hulk. They just there's always this lack of trust. Yeah. It always starts like that, and then he turns into the Hulk, and then there's a confrontation with the heroes, and I just get sick of the same thing. Yeah. And not that I was getting sick of the same thing with Doctor Strange, but you get used to always reading about Doctor Strange and him just using the magic, and there's not a lot of explanation or seeing cool ways he uses the magic, and then we're just seeing just a nice, unique, different take, so you don't get sick of that same old thing. No, it- <clears throat> It's really unique. It's just, it's bringing a new life to Doctor Strange, where Doctor Strange, for me, always felt, I know I said this in the last podcast, but I, I mean it, like, he always felt like a secondary character. He never felt like a main eventer. And I mm-hmm. hate to use wrestling terms, but that's kind of what I know. Yeah. But, like, he was always a, a mid-card player. Always a guy that was just... He was there. There, he was, you know, he, he served a purpose because he was... He was the magic guy. He was right, he kind of showed yeah. up like Gandalf in yeah. Lord of the Rings sometimes. Yeah. Right? yeah, he was the magic guy. Unless he was needed, part of a team. Yeah, when he needed to deal with magic, yeah. Doctor Strange was there to deal with the magic. Exactly. But if he didn't need magic, he wasn't really an asset. But the way that he's being written here is like, he's doing so much more than we even knew. Than we even would have thought. The amount of shit that he's going through on a regular basis is like, man, Tony Stark... When he's done Iron Man, he has a glass of brandy and sleeps with his with Pepper. Doctor Strange, when he's finished his work, he deals with some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like just in his life, he he struggles yeah, all the time. He can't drink like, brandy. No, like he does not. No, so he just couldn't eat. Like it's cool seeing the struggle that he goes through just to just to be the Sorcerer Supreme. It's not like a cushy job. It's like constant. Yeah sacrifice and then when then what this book explores is not just when it's when he's suffering but when it's done yeah when there is no magic there's none this is what people are dealing with yeah it opens up with a bunch of like you know some a couple abusing a genie and you know uh, other things where just 
magic's gone and like now what do you do and like or it's not like gone 100 like there's little slivers but they they have to go find them yeah you know but i mean that it's almost like a little race you know whoever can get these little tiny pieces of magic first and and use them well i think it was kind of and that brings me to like a character <coughs> sorry that i really like and it's i still love monaco that old magician who always mm-hmm. gives Doctor Strange a hard time. But he's pretty, like, he's, I've never heard of him before this. I, I, maybe he's existed in other comics, I don't know. But he, he does play an important role on this, and we really see. He's got some great lines to start, because he he's got a little wooden stick, and the villain's like, well, what is your wooden stick going to do? And he's like, well, you know, this did kill 97 Nazis back then. But uh, you know what? You may think you've killed magic, but this drunken old fool... He knows magic doesn't die. He just finds somewhere to hide. And he uses the stick and, like, smokes him, right? And that leads into a conversation before he dies. He has a Doctor Strange, you know. No, you just gotta... There's magic still exists. You just have to find it. Yeah. You know, it's gonna... It, it, you know, like anything that's... I guess magic, in a sense, is alive. It's living, you know. They're gonna find a way to survive, yeah, a way to it's adapt. Like the yeah, force. exactly. <laughs> so they're not... And, and, yeah. and it is... And, and so that leads into, like, the Indiana Jones-type... Uh, you know, storyline that is where they're trying to find all these crazy relics, and I did get Indiana Jones feel out of Doctor Strange to this. And I liked that. I did too. I, I really, did too. really enjoyed did that too. he was like searching for these ancient relics. Yeah, and it, it was so cool. Like, fun little team ups with them, and like them kind of fun arguing with each other, yeah. and like his like shooting these magical arrows, and it was I I really liked it too. Um, really liked it actually. It was a, it was a good juxtaposition because. The character of Doctor Strange through this is very depressed and very down and very, you know, uh, like not necessarily anxious, but like he so much is on his shoulders. There's and, a part of him missing. Yeah, well, you know? I think I think he's kind of. I find that Doctor Strange has a bit of a death wish in this kind of right. Yeah. Like I don't. Yeah. He, like I, there's parts sometimes I would read it and I would feel like maybe a part of him is ready to die. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's done a lot, and maybe he's worn down. Maybe he's just... It's maybe time for someone else to yeah. take up this fight. Just... And maybe he just, you know, he puts a lot of pressure on himself, too, to, to be this, you know, Sorcerer Supreme, you know, the the savior of of the world, the universe as we know it. But, you know, I, I just... it's It takes so many risks that some of them seem intentional. At times, you know, and I don't know if if that's the intent of Jason Aaron or that's just how it feels when I read it, but uh, I I do, and and you know, and I I think he's very self loathing at this point in time, like that this graphic novel. He just, yeah, I can totally see that. I feel <laughs> that, and the thing that makes me love about <coughs> the character is that I see that, but like he won't give up. No, you know what I mean, like no, no. he's he you can feel that he's like he's ready to you know, die, or he's just kind of like, oh man, I've, I've done it, but he won't just like quit, like he won't just like give up and be like, you know what, I'm ready for this to end, and just give up, he'll fight till his last breath, but there's a part of him that you can see is like, I, I hope that this doesn't work out for me in a way, because I don't want to keep mm. doing this anymore. Like Logan <coughs> and the Adamantium Bullet. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think some of some of that is credit to the characters around Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. and that he, the people surround like like Wong and this librarian, and and even some of the other magic users that look up to him. I think, particularly, and I'll, I'll go to Wong in, in particular. They really level him out a little bit, and they 
I think because he's got those anchors. You know, Wong is an anchor that maybe keeps him going, right? Like, in a sense, he's like, all right, you know, I got to keep fighting for this guy. And this guy kind of, you know, if Doctor Strange goes askew with his thought process or what he's doing, that, that, that's his conscious right there. That's Wong. That's Wong saying, hey, you know, you got to take better care of yourself. No, that uh, that's not an option in this yeah. scenario because it'll affect you or everyone else. And in, 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 in that sense, too, Wong takes a lot of stuff on himself, right? To protect Strange, you know, he's, he's made that whole Shaolin Temple full of people that will hurt themselves. And we see that, you know, that he's, you know, Doctor Strange finds it in this particular, mm -hmm. right? Because he's got all those people who have lost magic and they don't know why, but they're drawn to this, that temple on this. And they all, through free will, you know, not through any type of mind control or whatever, decide that they will help him by starting to replace the monks that have died. And, and it's also kind of almost, I found it anyways, that it was almost like a religion that they sure. were worshipping Dr. Sure. And again, Strange, that's going to a religion kind of, of, yeah. It was kind of like adding to the story. He represents like, a god. And I think exactly. that's why the main villain hates him too. He may even yeah. say that in this, right? You know, yeah. I think, you know, do you think you're a god? Or, or like, so it's, yeah, absolutely, I think you're right. But they're doing it, it's different though, because there's a purpose in it. It's not like they're just doing it. It's not blind faith. No, no, well, no, exactly. It's not blind faith, but it's still faith. Exactly. So it's kind of really cool that the way that he does it that way. I really, I just, that was like a, a piece that I picked up on, and I know they kind of allude to it a bit, but like I found that super symbolic that like they're treating Doctor Strange like a god, but it's, it's a different feel. It's a total different feel than like, oh, we worship him. Oh, he's our god. It's like, you can see that they're doing all the things that you would do to worship a god, but but it's, it feels different. And I think he realizes that and hates it, right? Because he like as soon as he finds out, <coughs> he puts an end to it, right? Yeah. But he also gets the feeling that maybe he's been acting like that because, again, he starts to really regret the fact that he's created this villain in his wine cellar or whatever, right? Because they've created... Um, I, I guess it would be some type of monster made entirely of pain and suffering through his pain and suffering yeah. through what he's done. Him and Wong have created the, <laughs> almost like a child, but a being with it, which is really weird. Yeah, that it's, was strange. Yeah. I mean, it was really weird because it, it kind of, well, they can't defeat it. Like the main villain, I mean, he kills all his lackeys and yeah. he's it's having like a trouble. Graham Morrison thing. Like I know. And then, then like him and Doctor Strange like become one. Yeah, to fight him. it was. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was. It was fucked weird. up. Yeah. And like uh, we've already crossed the border on the on the clean cut version on this one. Like it was fucked up. It was really weird. Did you notice? So this is unrelated, but like when they open the trunk for the car for all the magic items they have, that teddy bear is in there. Oh yeah, that's stupid. I, I thought that was just like bear. that was like a callback to the teddy bear. Yeah. It's like there's some magic from the very beginning of this. Yeah, and it's, oh, it's a shitty drawn to <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, it was, that was kind of the weird thing for me, that whole anger being, like, anger baby. I thought so, too. It, <laughs> it was kind of weird. It was like, what what's going on here? Like, you created you can't a, hurt something made of pain, yeah. you know? It's just like, whoa, whoa. It's like, what? 
it's, why not yeah well, it's, it's that, always well, it's, pain, the, it's that missing piece of dr strange that we're talking about all of a sudden now he's kind of whole and that's what he needed to stop it like if that's what he was going for like i can kind of see the narrative but it even yeah. refers to him as father right like yeah. well, you know i liked i you know i liked its dialogue i liked the way the character was mm-hmm. like, i liked its dialogue i liked how it mm-hmm. it was a character like i liked the character yeah Yeah. and i liked the way it was written but the fact that it existed i was like ha i just didn't the way that it existed i should say was kind of like i don't know i felt it was like (coughs) okay (laughs) it just felt like it was just like this is what's happening man you just have to deal with it and i was like well all right all right (laughs) yeah all right let's go the editor didn't really have much of a choice on this one yeah what, what do you think of Zelma Stan? Like, do you think that she's on the road to becoming a significant character? Gotta be. She's gotta be. I mean, yeah. we, we see, like, her, like, solely take on, like, the bunch of pain from Doctor Strange um, at the temple, right? She, like, she says, you know, yeah, I believe, you know, my name is Zelma Stan. I believe in magic. And she takes on, she starts, eyes go black, and they're bleeding. And she's like, Doctor Strange, give them hell. So... She takes on some of that pain. Yeah. I just think she's been progressing. And she's still someone without any special powers, but we're just seeing, you know, one, I mean, maybe she will get special powers or something, but we kind of see, like, makes you feel like an ordinary person can make a difference as well. Yeah. Given them in the right circumstance, I guess. And I kind of like that, too. I hope that she doesn't get become powers in, yeah, for that Just become reason. significant. Yeah, and I like almost like another, like, I don't, know, I, I don't know if Wong has powers or not. I couldn't tell you. I think he must have a yeah, bit of magic. Something, right? He does, but it's different. It's nice to see someone else that will help him that is strictly human but believes yeah. in believes in all this magical yeah. stuff, right? What's an what's an example of a character that's like has no mat well, I guess Hawkeye. But he has powers. <laughs> I know Hawkeye doesn't have powers, but he has it's like powers. super agility yeah. and that type yeah. of stuff. What's a character that has zero powers whatsoever but is like super significant in the universe? I know there are some. I just Punisher somewhat significant in the, in the, universe, Mar- in the no Marvel powers? universe alone. Um, I'm still saying he has powers. In the same way that yeah. Hawkeye has super like eyesight, like I'm thinking he's got a crazy good shot. So like I'm saying that's kind of a power. They may be the closest. Yeah. <laughs> In terms get. of significance, there's you know kick ass, <laughs> not the Marvel universe. Well, that is one though. It's not really but... powers. The only thing is, is because he was like well, brutally yeah, beaten beat and stabbed. So his, his nerve hurts. endings are, are fucked so he up. Can't be hurt. So he feels beating still. Just have to be a good beating though. Uh, I don't know. I don't like. I don't really know if there is one. I mean, Black Widow? Yeah, but again, I still think she's got, like... Yeah, maybe Black Widow. Yeah, it should be, uh, it should be like Hawkeye, though. Yeah, I'd yeah. say that she's like Hawkeye. And, but and I think that's as, as close as we'll get. Yeah, those, are, talking, those may be the closest she You know, hell, me. even yeah. Pepper Potts has an Iron Man suit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, yeah. Yeah, it's just tough, because, like, I have... Like, I, I see... There's got to be, like, a swordsman that's... Well, Tony Stark <laughs> technically doesn't have that. Nobody's no, he powered does. by the thing now. No, uh, he has rich. powers. He's super smart. He's got the brains. That's a power. Like, over-intelligence, that's... I want to talk about uh, Mahatma Doom, because what is Mahatma Doom? I don't understand. Is it, So, it's Victor Von Doom's, like, 
It's not a clone, but it's like a... I don't know. An alternate yeah, This is the first I've ever read about that character, actually. Okay. I know, because you're, you're referring to, like, at the end of this graphic novel, they kind of show the powers of each individual, or a lot of individual magicians, and, like, how they were captured. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't <coughs> know him very well. I don't know. Because he pairs specifically with, like, this mute girl, uh, and I don't understand... But, like, I know he's part Victor Von Doom. I don't know what. Part of me hopes he's, like, a Sorcerer Supreme in another universe or something. But they killed off all those, so. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't, I don't know. I just, I've never read about the character before, so. I'm very interested in it. Like, there's so many things like that that were introduced. Like, Jason Aaron using, like, The spirit was was cool. The spirit was cool that he was with. Mm-hmm. But like, like you like Monaco, right? And ever, ever, there's yeah. so many other cool brother Voodoo magicians. Was cool. Yeah, brother Voodoo, and like we're saying, magic. Even the Russian guy was kind of amusing. Yeah, I was a huge fan of uh, what was he? Um, I forget what he called himself, but he, jeez, he, oh, yeah, it was like a, a bear bit him or something that gave him some kind of power. I don't know. There's a couple cool. He, he interesting he was things. A lot of fun. There was some other good another good character ones. like that, like a, um, a daughter took on the mantle of the mother because the mother was like, oh yeah, some type of special magic user that married a police officer, so she became a police officer that could wield magic, the magic of her mom, which was kind of neat. Yeah. yeah, she held and she had the magic in her guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, oh, that was pretty cool. Renee Montoya kind of vibe. Yeah, absolutely. There's just a lot of cool things like that. I don't know, I read this book the a while Woo. ago. That was her name, The Woo. The Woo. I'm sure there's significance. There's got to be something. Yeah. He's a big Russian guy. Yeah, I, and I don't know. I don't know that character very well. Hey, does Falcon have any powers? I mean, I know he's got the suit, but like other than the suit, does he have any like powers? I think he's like a jelly type guy, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and he can somehow. Oh, he can birds talk to like birds him. or whatever. Birds like him. Yeah, okay. I guess now. Him. I guess now. I wasn't now thinking about the bird birds. stuff because I know. Yeah, I know. He's he's into the <coughs> he's into the bird stuff. I don't know though. That's a good question. Hmm. Who just puts on a costume and tries to be? Well, I'm not even, I don't even mean put on a costume, but like a character like this girl is becoming, where she has no powers, but she's like influencing the world for the better. Yeah, without a, any sort of power, I guess she could, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I know, like you could, you could say Mary Jane in the old Spider-Man books, like he, she, if or, or Gwen Stacy like or Aunt damsel, May or though. I, But I they were influencing feel... Spider-Man's decisions in a lot of True, ways. True, but almost and... negatively, more than. <laughs> well, I mean, especially Aunt May, she was always in trouble. Yeah, Mary Jane was always in trouble too. Yeah. So it'd be cool to see someone make a difference like that anyway. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see someone that maybe also affects other heroes as well somehow, you know, like almost like in, significant. Was it Superman? Was it the Superman <coughs> where that guy with the shotgun comes out? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or Fear Itself. Fear Itself, the yeah. one part of it that the Broxton, book I like, uh, where the guy just guy. like comes out with a shotgun and he's like, I'm gonna fight these things off. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah, because he goes and stands up yeah, for Captain, stands up. The Captain yeah. America, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, I'm, I did. The whole town turned, but he's just like, it's Cap. Yeah, exactly, I love that, that he's just like, I'm willing to stand 
for what's right, even though I have no, <laughs> like, yeah. I shouldn't be here, but. Um, how'd you like the kind of conclusion to this? Like, one, the main villain's kind of blinded and he keeps him chained up in the cellar now. Well, like the bean that they've created from it's pain and suffering is like part of them. But is, is he kind of free too? It, like he just walks away, kind of right. Yeah, yeah. I, he's free to like they made a I deal. Guess he's free. Yeah. yeah, they did make a deal. Yeah. That seems like a risky. Just yeah, because yeah, yeah, he made the deal yeah, if he right. would release him, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the very but it looks end, like he still wants vengeance. That's what he, he's just like. I'm not having fun now. You know, it sounds mm-hmm. like fun, vengeance, and I'm like, oh, that does sound like fun. And they still make the comment that you know, if we won, why is magic still dead? Right? So, I mean, that'll be where volume three goes is maybe how do you bring magic out of hiding, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. I like that he, like, chained him up in the basement. I like it. I like that there's always yeah. something in the basement. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, they couldn't kill him. Just, so let's keep him yeah. locked up. In the basement. Yep. There's always something going on in Stranger's basement. <laughs> Stranger's dungeon. Stranger's Dungeon. The strange sex dungeon. Um, Good throw in something. I loved. You know what? This is the other bonus about getting graphic novels, which some people argue isn't the way to buy comics. But see, it's, you get all the alternative cover stuff in it, and there were some awesome covers again. I mean, even the cover to this graphic novels kind of just messed up. Yeah. Right, which yeah. is kind of neat. But I thought like all the covers in this were really looks like cool. an alternative poster for Darren Aronofsky's mother. That's what you were saying, yeah. To whoever has seen that movie will understand that reference. Yeah, to whoever says that graphic novels like as a travesty, uh, like the oh don't bother the comics, like fuck them. Like honestly, like you should be able to. You're getting the same story. It's just easier to put on a shelf. And you get some bonus stuff, and I, I get it. You should, you know, I, I see that it's all, it's about the collection. You want to collect them all. Well, you still collect graphic novels. Yeah, absolutely. You're still getting absolutely. a story. It's all comics are written for anyways now. As long as they're making money, right? So they continue to produce. I mean, there's the whole, I love this cover right here. So I got distracted. If anyone who has the graphic novel, um, there's one where the main villain's like chewing up. Doctor yeah. Strange's cloak, mm-hmm. awesome, yeah. just awesome. Um, it's like Kratos from. Yeah, it does look like Kratos actually. Um, you know, there's the big thing in Marvel where they've they called it like a black day in Marvel because they canceled 11, 12 titles, and a lot of them are, are, are fan favorites, but they weren't making the money right, like like the X Men and Avenger and Spider Man titles do, even though they did cancel Amazing Spider Man. Um, but hey, that it is. But like the but business, the game was spectacular, right? right? So. Um, which Chip Zdarsky's writing, so good for him. Um, but, like, you know, you there's a lot of arguments about stuff that people love, like um, Hawkeye. So, Kate, Kate Bishop Hawkeye, right? People love it. Cancelled. People love Gwenpool. Cancelled. So, there's a lot There's a lot of, like, single-character comics that a lot of people like, but... When did this happen? Don't bring the money here. Yeah, maybe a few weeks yeah. ago. Why have I not... Text or tweeted Heather <laughs> There's that feels like a day that I would have loved to just throw it in that picture. Guardians of the Galaxy canceled, um, and people. You know, Jerry Dugan was drawing Guardians, and it supposedly he maybe be looked at as one of the better writers they've had do Guardians in a long time. We were loving it, but he said 
part of the reason Guardians got canceled is he pitched them an idea that they're going with. So I think they're restructuring the the oh. space stuff a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he's still going to be story. writing something. But I mean, there there's still like people were loving his Guardians of the Galaxy gone. So there were there was a lot of of stuff canceled. Is Jeff Lemire still writing Hawkeye? He's got like six no, his female. So it was it was actually, it was actually Kelly. Um, the girl that did Captain Marvel that we liked, Kelly Sue oh, McCormick, I think was doing. Deconic, yeah, 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 was 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 doing uh, Kate Bishop. Is well, what's Jeff Lemire doing? Um, he was doing Hawkeye. He right? does a lot of. He was for a stuff. while. They went female Hawkeye though. They stopped. Oh, so talking. they okay. He was done. He, did he, did he get fired? He, no, because his because his independent stuff is going through the roof, right? He sucks. Oh, his, <laughs> he sucks. I really like Black Hammer. He sucks. It's considered one of the it's best. Pretty good. Yeah, that's because yeah. the artist told him what to write. He's a piece <laughs> of shit. He's a piece of shit, man. I don't even care. Because now I need to read his shit. I'll think of him. Yeah, a fucking glasses head, glasses, glasses headed fuck. He's a douchebag. You know, you know, the one time we were gonna meet him, he's a dick. So fuck that guy. And DC scored big, right? Because they got Brian Michael yeah, Bendis, they got right? Brian Michael Bendis. And he, what is he, what is he writing? Anything he wants. I think they're giving him. I don't know. Geez, I did read what he was getting, and I forget. Hmm. They could give him anything, but Tom King's the killing it. So like, oh, yeah. He's killing Batman. He may be giving him Batman for a bit. I don't know. He's I don't know. He's killing, killing Mister Miracle. Yeah, I give him whatever he wants. If you're DC, DC, you know it's funny. DC's now killing it in the comics game. They've got Tom Taylor over there too. Like Tom Taylor's fantastic. He started Injustice. Yes, and he's back on Injustice. (laughs) They both. It's tough because they both have a good mixture of of writers. The the bonus that Marvel has is the leniency with letting them write for image. That's why you get to hold on to the Jason yeah. Aarons mm-hmm. and uh, the Myers. But, actions and but uh, yeah, and, and like the Mark Wades and... Chip Zdarsky doing Fractures, sex criminals, right? That's why you get to hold on to those type of people. And then sometimes you can convince someone like an Ed Brubaker or James Robinson or someone to jump back in and write something for you too. So, uh, I mean... But DC's DC's got some good stuff, you know. It's it's the uh, it's tough. It's just too bad they couldn't just like Bendis couldn't write for both. Yeah. Jason Aaron. I mean, you can't do it, but I mean, it would be it would be cool. Yeah, it would be cool. And it won't be long before Marvel buys DC, anyways. <laughs> it's gonna happen. It'll Disney happen. will. Yeah. Disney will. I mean, there's just DC is sucking so hard in their movies. They can't be making money. They can't be making money. Did Justice League make money? Yeah, it's making money. Yeah. What? It made money? Yeah. Particularly when they went over to, like, Adrian Europe. It did well. So, it did well. Great. Meanwhile, Star Wars sunk in China because, you know what? Yeah. You know why that art headline is? Is the Chinese... Um, oh, Rose. They didn't feel like any of the actors were attractive enough. Take that. Oh, wow. my God. Oh, Jesus. That's just what harshly... I mean, I didn't like the movie, but not because... Because <laughs> the actors weren't good looking enough, that's pretty. That's a pretty. <coughs> I did like the movie, but I don't. I mean, I get why we make we make fun of Adam Driver on a regular basis. Star Wars can't but help like, but Han Solo. 
<laughs> Star Wars can't ben, help Ben Swolo. Ben. That's so terrible. He's Ben Swolo. <laughs> Oh, they man. can't help in Star Wars but have a whiny character all the time, and I don't know why. They love it. It's they love it. Thing. Yeah. It, it just it is what it is. Just happens to be the main villain. <laughs> or or sometimes it's your main hero. Yeah. Yeah. One works, one doesn't. I didn't actually. The hero didn't work for like King Richardson didn't work for me. Oh no! Oh, no, jeez! No, I thought you were talking about Luke. Yeah, thought, well, Luke, Luke was whiny yeah, too. Yeah, that's what I thought you were talking about. But never found Luke. Luke was interesting, but... He evolved I, as a character. <coughs> he in did. Return of the Jedi, he was not whiny. No. He wasn't, but I, I just... It was too near the end for him to be as interesting as some other characters were. Like, he always found Han Solo more interesting. I agree with that. Too, I found Lando more interesting than, than, than Luke Skywalker. Yeah, it was a movie of supporting characters. Yeah, so R2 and C-3PO. And, and, and maybe that's what's lacking in the new Star Wars movies. I don't know. Like, I do like Poe Dameron, but, you know, I can understand why people don't. Um, and I do like Finn. I Rain. do. I felt Finn's story arc was ridiculous. I, I just need to know more about him. I liked him. Finn in the first movie, yeah. but in the why second Why did they go movie? to, like, a casino planet? That was the worst part what, of that movie. F- why? I hated the casino planet so much. It was so out of place. It's like, okay, he's like, I gotta go, and me and Rose are gonna go down to this casino planet. And I felt like it was made just so we could have cameos. Yeah. Yeah. Because they had different people as aliens there, and then they had... Oh, yeah, they needed a cantina scene because, whatever, you know, it's the, Star Wars. Was the guy that they were initially supposed to find, and he was playing the uh, craps or whatever. Yeah, it wasn't uh... Yeah, but whatever. It, mm. Star Wars is what it's gonna it's gonna make money regardless. I guess not in China. Though. Yeah, I guess not in China. But just but well, DC's, DC's who was that guy that played the the Frenchman? The uh, well, well, Jennifer Aniston's husband, Justin Thoreau. Was, yeah. was it really Justin? Yeah, Thoreau? it was Justin yeah. Thoreau. Huh. I thought it was like Benicio del Toro for a I second. I thought it was like the dude from The Artist. Well, there was Benicio del Toro later on. Oh but... yeah, uh, okay, yeah. Justin uh, Throw was the guy in the. Was the guy they were yeah. supposed to? Yeah, yeah. the code master. <coughs> yeah. The, uh, code I mean, how? how I guess because Billy Dee Williams is like in his eighties, but like how I was just so disappointed because I really wanted him to be the one in the prison. Or him and or him the guy they were gonna go see the codebreaker. I really wanted. Or at it least to make Lando. a reference to maybe like if if they had left a Lando thing in the prison cell that Benicio DJ apparently. I mean, uh, was you in. just seem to want to bring Star Wars characters back to kill off, anyways. Why didn't you just yeah. bring Lando? And what was with Laura Dern's character? She's on the ship, and she's like looking out the window, and the thing starts figuring out, and they start firing at all the ships, <coughs> just firing. Like, 20 ships get blown up. And then, she, and then she's like, well, maybe I should sacrifice myself. And then she does it, but it's like, man, why didn't you do that from ship one? Mm-hmm. You would have saved, like, a thousand lives. It's too bad. I actually, at that point, I actually liked her character. I did, too. No, I loved her yeah. character. It's just that decision where she's standing there. Once did it all. She's like, well, one down, <coughs> two down. Well, now there's one left. I gotta sacrifice myself now. Even when she was right and, fi- and uh, Poe was wrong, I was like, eh, She was sacrificing herself anyways. That's yeah. the kicker. Yeah. She was killing herself anyways. Yeah. Why not just do that yeah, right from get-go? Yeah, Maybe she, she didn't think of it, I guess. I, I guess. That's the exact reason she <coughs> stayed behind. But, uh, hey, we could, I could nitpick that movie. I don't know. I was disappointed. But yeah. Like, I mean, do I hate it, it as critically, much as I was disappointed in it? <laughs> critically, really, like, it was critically acclaimed, so... 
Yeah. There was a lot I liked about it. There's, I had issues. I really hated the casino stuff. But there was mm-hmm. a lot of things I did like about it. Like the so, yeah, the whole Rose backstory bit, you know, on the horses or whatever the fuck just, they were. It was just yeah, it just wasn't that wasn't done right. That was yeah. But um uh, just, yeah, no, I like I'm sorry for this. This too was this, like this was this turn. Hux from the first movie was a badass like general and then the, the opening scene with him in the movie is like getting prank phone called. Yeah. Like, that's not the character that gets prank phone called. The general of the First Order getting prank phone called. He's like, is this on? Is this on? Like, he oh, doesn't man. take phone calls. Yeah, you never... The general doesn't deal with that shit. He doesn't get pranked like that. It's like, okay. Well, don't, that's okay, because really the leader of they, the First Order is fucking... They bitched him out what again was his later. Name? The leader, the... the Snow? Snoke. Snoke's the leader. Oh, oh, shit. Well, we killed him in two seconds. That's okay, because now that, now that Ben Solo killed him, then uh, now he's going to be the villain we always wanted, right? Mm. Yeah, let's kill the villain <laughs> and become a bigger villain. Yeah. Hmm. The, the, I, honestly, the thing that could turn that movie around right from that moment when he kills Snoke, Ray and Ben Solo team up as villains versus Luke and Leia. Epic battle. Awesome. I actually had a feeling... Or switched, or they switched. He goes good, she goes evil. That's what I had a feeling was going to happen, maybe. Yeah. They were going to switch, or they were going to abandon both sides. Yeah, and just go rogue. Yeah. I just... I don't know, I mean, they're twins. I think I'm calling them twins, too. I'm calling them I I think they're just throwing people off with not being... They're twins. They had that telepathic talk that they could do, and then it showed Luke and Leia doing the same telepathic yeah. talk. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Snook was sure Snook was disappointing, and I didn't like the uh, the casino stuff. Well, let's rate this graph. Yeah, level sorry, we're getting three off yeah. topic. Here. <clears throat> yeah. All right, who wants to go first? I'll um, I'll go. Um, I mean, it's a continuation of what we did last time. I don't remember the ratings I gave last time, to be honest, but. Uh, Oh, are we gonna bust him out? Okay, good. This this will be helpful. So you gave the <coughs> I'm sorry, art of five, and the rest of us gave the art of six. Okay. Uh, now you got to take this consideration of like, it's the art of the entire graphic novel. So we got a lot more artists in this one. Yeah. yeah. See, I you didn't notice as artists. much as you did. Like I noticed it was there was differences, but I didn't really. really pay the whole last to the... comic was. Like six different artists. I definitely could tell the difference. Well, yeah. Okay. And, and then in the beginning they had. That's in the beginnings where you got uh, Diodato Jr. and uh, the whole that's why you had James Robinson when he wrote his and, and Jerry Dugan when they wrote their, their part. They had a different artist for that. Okay. The and the last comic being the one where it's like Doctor Voodoo and yeah, Mama exactly. Okay, yeah, that one was instantly like I was like, okay, that's not the same guy. In in your in your defense with that statement though, it was put together in a way <coughs> that like contextually made so much sense and flowed. That the different art styles kind of blended really well, so I do. I think I do, do see your point with it. They I, did a good job putting them together. I so. get that in a lot of graphic novels. It just tends to work really well. Um, I don't know. Like I, it was consistent. I, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate it or anything like that, and I didn't, I didn't notice anything unbelievable that I hadn't quite seen in terms of, you know, what I got in the first one either. 
because uh, there were some unbelievable panels in both. Uh, nothing sticks out, but again, it's been a little while since I've read it, so um, it'd be hard to do it any different, so I'm going to have to give it a five. Um, my biggest issue with writing it ended up mainly just... You know, because the story just seemed unfinished, and that obviously was the point. And I tried not to let that affect my rating for writing last time. Um, and it picked up where it left off. Uh, you know, did a little intro to what, what's what been going on, you know. Uh, <coughs> but I just really, I really liked a lot of the, the villains and the background characters. And, you know, all the different ideas it presented in terms of, like, Sean, you, you came up uh, with with something I hadn't really thought of. I mean, obviously, the religion context was there, but I never really explored it. I just kind of, you know, saw it superficially. Uh, I really enjoyed, uh, like, maybe not the whole pain demon thing, but just what it represented, even to Aaron and Bacalo, like, just how much of themselves are, are in this comic and you really can see how they express their own pain and their own sense of religion even uh, into it. And I really, really thought it, it makes Doctor Strange stand out. As you mentioned earlier, uh, Kyle, about how he seems like sometimes kind of a background player. Um, but it, it seems like he's not so much that anymore. Even in, in mainstream, he's become more of a, a, a big player. So I, I can appreciate that they're taking the attempt to do something like that in the comics as well. Mm -hmm. And it stands out not just, you know, uh, for that reason, but because of the art. Like, the art actually helps the writing make it stand out. Um, it's, it's extremely complimentary in that sense. Uh, so for that reason, I'm going to give the writing a 7.5. Or at least the story. You know, sure. the, the whole thing altogether. You know, 7.5 there. Um, so for the artwork, uh, like, I definitely liked it better than the first one. I think that is because there were different artists. Um, and I felt like, I actually felt like all of the artists, who was the guy that did it? Bacallo? He was, was the, the main guy. Yeah, so... Anybody who drew that wasn't Bacallo <laughs> did better than Bacallo, uh, is what I felt. I gave him a six in the last <coughs> one, Sorry. which I actually felt was pretty generous. <laughs> uh, this one is definitely better, but not because of him, really. I still felt like I still had the same issues with the art that I did in the first one. Yeah. I just feel like his faces aren't that great. And it's just a it's a unique style, but it's just really not for me. Um, so I'm gonna give the artwork a six point five. Um, I don't know, like like I don't know. It 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 flowed well, and the style fits, I guess. <laughs> you just get used. It's to tough it, though. Right? It's tough know, to say tough. that it fits though, because what Jason Aaron's a great writer, but like what if we read Mighty Thor, which you know, I have a feeling we might be because <laughs> the polls and the results are in. But, the results, yeah, the results are in. But uh, if we read that one, we're going <coughs> to see some of the best artwork. Uh, mm. Who does, who, what's his name? Um, Ajayi, is it? A, is it mm. David Ajayi? David Ajayi. Uh -huh. uh -huh. uh -huh. no, 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 no. 
Getting Are we talking on Thor? Like, oh, it's yeah. um, he's the painter Ribic. guy. Yeah, uh, yeah Ribic. Jason, no. No. Um, You're oh. right, though. It's Ribic something. It is. Is it the Mighty Thor? Is that what it is? Yeah. Tony? R-I-B-I-C. Ribic. He's the, he's a, it's a painter, right? Like he, or watercolor or something, right? Oh my gosh, what is it? I'm looking it up right now because I'm trying to find it because it's, it's it, you know, mighty, is it the mighty Thor? No, it's Thor God of Thunder. Thor God of Thunder. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely Ribic. Oh, it is Ribic? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It is... So it's Ribic. The Ribic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, that, that artwork is unbelievable. As we'll maybe see. Like, yeah. it's really good. So, that's almost probably going to be, like, a 10 out of 10. And I feel like it fits Jason Aaron's, like, writing perfectly. So, like, I could have seen him drawing for this, and it would have been good. So, I, you know what? I could, I'd even go back and, and lower my art rating for the first one. But, and give it, like, a 4. And then I'd give this one a 4.5. So, you know what? Fuck it. That's what I'm going to do. Four and a half? A four and a half for this one. Last time, I'm redacting my score and giving it a four. Um, now, the story? yeah, for the story, for the artwork. Not for the artwork, for the writing. You give the writing a four and a half? No, 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 no. no. Okay. No. Artwork four and a half. Okay. Artwork for volume one, four. Okay. Changing my mind. <coughs> uh, story for this one and writing for this one. Um, my gripe with it is that I feel like we're in the exact same position with the exception of some character development uh, at the end of volume two that we were at the end of volume one. I feel like the world's kind of in the same spot. Like there's no magic. He's going to have to figure out some stuff with magic. But I feel like, really, there's not much to accept for Doctor Strange himself, like the character development. Villain defeated. True, but now there's going to be a new, brand new villain with that pain thing, right? I, so. I feel like it's going to disappear for a while. It'll be brought yeah. back. I don't think it's. I don't, yeah. I actually don't think he. I think it'll. It'll. The intent. May, I don't know if we haven't read it, so who knows? I'm guessing that, it would make it takes a while. Yeah, disappear into the background and then, and then come, eventually come. Yeah, out. yeah, and that makes sense. Or he could go do his own thing, getting vengeance on yeah. somebody else. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I just feel like even at the end of Volume One of see, one of the things that I was so intrigued about with Volume One is that it was unlike graphic uh, graphic novel because it continued the same narrative. And it wasn't a complete story, so you had to get volume two to complete the arc. Do you know what I mean? Usually yeah. the arc is completed in one volume, but in this, it was two volumes of graphic novel to complete the, the story arc of the villain. And I feel like, I don't You'll know. You see that in Thor as well, though. True. I did like the villain in Thor better. Yes, yeah, I think it's three volumes even for. I think so. So, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just felt like. But I know what you're saying. It just made me. Uh, you're maybe ready it, for a new story. Yeah, or just adventure? they stretched it maybe too long. Maybe. Interesting. I just felt like volume two kind of like didn't drag, but like there were times where 
it felt forced to push it to the to beat the villain. No, okay, maybe I'm only asking this just because of how I felt after the end of the first. How like some some books benefit from having a certain set. Here's six uh, mm-hmm. store. Uh, here's six comics to do your story arc in. Do you think it would have benefited from a a shorter arc? That's tough because I think the first issue ha- with the six that it did was perfect. Because there were only I think, five in the first. Sorry. Okay. So the five that were in the first, I think, were perfect. But I think, how many were there in the second? Five. I think so. Yeah. So it was a ten story, ten comic arc. I don't know. Like I felt like it would have been like seven, perfectly, okay. or or eight. Yeah, and seven and eight we've read before. So, so this is actually collection six through ten, and number one of the last days of magic. Okay, which was the end of the last, of the last probably. Day. Yeah, it must be. So, so it was a ten. It was a ten comic arc. Plus, and now the last day. Eleven. Yeah, because the last days of <laughs> yeah, magic right. they mentioned. In a sense, yeah, right. so ten, it, ten, and then the the last. Yeah, because <coughs> it was between six and seven. I think that's when they said. Something like that. There, the last days of magic takes place between volume six and volume yeah, seven, or something. Somewhere there, yeah. Indeed. Oh, I see. So it's in between things. I, still, I think that the arc would have been a little. It could have been a little shorter. Cool. And um, it was still great. Like it was still great. But I just, I don't know. I felt like there were a couple moments that kind of felt a little bit like, little draggy. So for that, I'm going to give it... I gave the first one a 9, and I still stand by that because it was really rock solid. So I'm going to give this one an 8 out of 10 because it was still really good. Like, Jace Aaron is an unbelievable writer, and uh, I love what he's doing with, like, religion. And one of my favorite parts is when it almost, like, makes it seem like Doctor Strange is being worshipped like a god, and I love that. I love that touch. I thought it was beautiful. Um, and the way that the villain reacted to that too, like I just, it brought so much to those characters. So I loved that. But again, I just think like maybe a little more condensed could have been, it could have benefited. But then how do you do that? I guess how do you do that? Stuff. Yeah. And if you have a six arc for a graphic novel or a five arc, you can't really do an, in comics, like an eight arc graphic novel or eight comic graphic novel. That's huge. So, right. so how how could <coughs> that's you... a miniseries, right? That's yeah. fear itself. Yeah. For... So how do you do that? But six was too short, or five was too. It was too short. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like, is that in his mind? Like, is he when he's writing it? Is maybe like the editor? Like, okay, look, you you now have to stretch this to ten issues because we can't put this into one. You know what I mean? Maybe there's a collection thing that somebody was maybe, telling him. Maybe, maybe you know, I, I, it's one of those things where I think someone like Jason Aaron's probably given free reign to be like, yeah, you make this whatever you want. If you want to make this uh, 20 comic arc, go nuts. So he just did his thing and then they I th- had, I think they he, were I, I think he just did his thing. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I feel like Jason Aaron's at the point in his career where, you know, I feel like some creative teams can probably um, <clears throat> have more freedom than others. Yeah. And if feasible, but I don't know. I just feel like he's at the point in his career where so I like, man, I don't want to lose Jason Aaron as a writer here. Mm-hmm. Go. Yeah. 
Well, well I, maybe not though. I mean, who knows who controls what, right? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I'm it's like I'm happy. Like I love yeah. it. It just that that was my yeah. only thing with it, and I think I think writing wise, it was written really well. So. Uh, for me, I'm actually think that for me, I'm going to go up a little bit, like a half point. I'm going to go six and a half in the art, and the reason was was the additional art. I actually love the cover arts. There's some awesome cover yeah. art there. Um, but I mean, the last days of magic stuff, where we had a different artist for each individual character, and you had the guest writers like Jerry Dugan and James Robinson stuff. Uh, most of that art, art I really liked. Is that I, I did mention uh, at the beginning too, where we had that. Um, where they were demonstrating how magic was disappearing and they showed more low-level people with magic that, you know, that we had... Uh, Dudell Jr. did the female magician who just used the little bit of magic she had to actually perform in Vegas or whatever. That was his artwork, and I loved it. I loved that artwork. Oh, yeah, that was... And, and, and so, like, those little things, you know, because I still felt like the art was in terms of the main artist, was the same as the first volume. It wasn't any worse. It wasn't any better. It just was the same. Which, again, is good for some people. just wasn't my thing. Um, but the additional guest artists in this, um, for the most part, I enjoyed. Right? And, and when Kyle mentioned, you know, you felt like they were all better. Um, and you also mentioned that um, the way they were incorporated within the story was done well mm-hmm. um, you know and the, it's so I, I for me I had to go up a little bit because I really did enjoy some of that additional artwork um, I actually like this volume story better than the first um, I just felt again that religion thing was more apparent to me and I have to give props for that um, I you know we got a little bit into the backstory of the villain in this which is what I was looking for as well um, I liked the Indiana Jones feel I felt like some of those additional magic characters got a bit more role in this. And, and secondary, which is where they should be in the story, and done well. You know, even some of the dialogue and conversations between Doctor Strange and these other characters. You know, in the background, it was always amusing for the most part. You know, Doc, Brother Voodoo giving Doctor Strange a hard time because, you know, he had to go, you know, kick, catch him in, in midair, him jumping off a cliff with the plane. Like, I just liked that type of stuff. Um... And I very much enjoyed, again, that story arc of seeing, you know, magic disappear from other characters that we never knew about, but just, you know, and in reference to different things, right? We had the couple that were basically controlling, had slaves, right? Yeah. In, in this uh, the third world country. Yeah, and they were controlling the genie, and then they lost control of that, and then all those slaves turned on them. You know, we saw where magic was used, um, you know, in a poor way. Um, which, you know, in a villain type way. And then we saw, you know, it being used as for magic tricks. And we just saw how it was affecting different areas of the universe differently, but it was still disappearing no matter how it was used. And I really liked that. And then again, I probably, I'm going to repeat myself, but I just, I really liked the, at the end, seeing the individual characters, secondary characters, what they were doing at the time when they were captured, or magic was taken away from them. And, and, and I didn't, other than really Brother Voodoo, I was very unfamiliar with the rest of the characters. Yeah. And even, I don't know a lot about Brother Voodoo, but I really enjoyed that. I mean, and, and you mentioned before that, you know, the, the guy that's part 
Victor Von Doom, whatever. Like, that was a cool character. Yeah. I'd never oh, seen that character before in my life, but I liked him. I yeah. want more. I want more immediately. Yeah, that crazy big Russian guy, he was kind of amusing. Yeah. I want more of him. Yeah. You know, and I thought that was really cool. I thought that Monaco had a good exit out of yeah. this. With <coughs> Not only did he have a good death scene, a good fight scene, but he had he played an important role in giving some not only good information to Doctor Strange to help him out, well, you know, before he died, he really helped him out. But not only just saving them, actually, but just, you know, hey, don't lose complete faith. Magic still exists. You just have to know how to find it because it's going to hide. So I, I, I yeah. just liked all that stuff. Um, you know, yeah, I'm indifferent on the pain, suffering monster in the basement. That could turn to be really cool. Could be. You know, we just don't know enough about it. Um, I loved the... Um, Continuing progress of um, Zelma Stanton. Um, I, you know, I didn't when I even from volume one, I wasn't sure if this was a character I really wanted in this or liked. But as she progresses, I continue to to really like her character. Um, even this joking around, like I don't know if it's volume one or two, but like saving the one book with a little bit of magic in it, you know, like I just I really like that. Um, and I, I mean, I even liked how like the people who had lost magic had found themselves compelled to go to that temple. And even when Doctor Strange shooed them away and said, "No, don't you know, sacrifice, you know, your own pain and suffering to help me," as soon as Zelma went back and committed herself to it, you know, I don't know, three or four panels later, we saw everyone come back and do the same thing to help him out. I just there was a lot of things I really liked about it. And I continue to love the lackeys. They continue to make me laugh. Maybe more so this volume than the than the first. So, uh, yeah, I have to get a little bit higher. I gave the first one 8.5. I'll have to give this one a 9. Because uh, I did like it a bit better. So, Mahatma Doom was created by Jason Aaron and, and Bacalo in, this? in number 4. In volume 4. Oh, cool. wow. Never so, there's another character creation. Wow. Man. Yeah. He kills it with that. So awesome. Like, and I here I am thinking it's been like this long time Marvel magician. You know, he's yeah. just been around and it, it has to do with Doctor Doom. I'm like, what happened there? I need to know. I don't know. And I, I imagine we'll get more, right? It's, I, I imagine yeah. this is the end of the, this team up, right? There's a reason why not only they were created, awesome. but why they end this graphic novel, I'm sure. Oh, they do end it, don't they? <coughs> yeah, even though like, like their story takes place in the middle of it, they are the last thing we read about. Yeah, it's those characters. And what uh, what was her name again? Uh, oh, the Wu. Uh, well, no, the Wu was the the Wu detective. was written by James Robinson and Jerry Dugan wrote. Um, yeah, no, but I'm the the girl that's with uh, Doom. The, oh, uh, the spirit. The spirit. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. Wow, Muhammad Doom was that's funny. Yeah, I wonder what his his deal is. That's cool. Yeah, there's like no information because this is as far as it goes. He's got awesome. a secret identity. He's a Tibetan monk. Cool. <coughs> it, sure. Then we briefly mentioned this, but uh, the did winner of the poll the, is in. Did you give the writing? I did. I gave it a nine. Because oh, okay, I gave it eight okay. and a half the first oh, one. Okay. I like this one a bit better. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. All right, never okay. mind. There's some info here. <coughs> All right, oh. the man who would become Mahatma Doom was one of the members of the Monastery of Mystic Monks in Tibet. Who tended to the health of Victor Von Doom and trained him in their arts? You know what? That was part. That was in there. Actually, mm. there was a little bit about about how it started. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, Doom re- uh, retrieved the f- retreat. Oh, and he favor? killed the rest. He killed them all. By killing Doom all killed of them, them all. Yeah. That's right. One. I remember that now. 
Yeah. He took on the alias to spread <coughs> kindness and balance. Oh, that's kind of funny, actually. Yeah, so the the results of the poll are in. Yes. Uh, I am happy to say we're going Jason Aaron for three weeks in a row, but we're reading Thor God of Thunder. It was my pick. I, I, <coughs> I've i read it, but holy moly do I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it made me a Thor fan first and foremost, but the, the art first and foremost yeah first and foremost uh, the artist is so unbelievable like the art in this is so good Esad Rebek right and yeah, yeah and and the story is amazing but my favorite thing about the whole thing is he, he creates a villain holy smokes does he create a villain mm-hmm. powerful there's some good things. Mm-hmm. Awesome, great backstory, exciting. Like I loved, mm-hmm. I loved, I love it. So I'm, I'm super <laughs> excited. So, and we have to set up our next poll. Yeah. So just for a heads up, here's how we're doing things now. Uh, when we put our polls up, we want interaction, and um, we hope that anybody listening goes on to tr- at trades and tirades and votes. I mean, you know, it doesn't take long to just throw a vote out there and pick one what you want to hear. It's awesome. It's fun. You can influence what we talk about. So what we're going to do now is we're going to put the poll up. We're going to before we're going to need a minimum of 20 votes for the winner to win. Otherwise, we're just going to randomly we're just going to pick one of our members to pick one because yeah. I mean, we don't want like five votes every time and it'd always be the same people voting for you know the best looking one on the podcast which is me so <laughs> it's just not really fair for the other members so we got to do it this way yeah if you want your vote to count do you mean hey get more people to vote yeah 100 yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah you control it really like we put it out there you have four options and you know some of them will be good options some of them will be bad options but you influence it you just click a button it's super simple it's not like twitter is tough to use like you just go on you can uh it'll, yeah it'll be on twitter what's our twitter handle for at trades entirely at trades entirely yeah, there we go and we'll all retweet it too you know we got for sure. at, at chappy chaps one yeah at first famous kyle i had a few tweet jordan and uh, oh, Tobin and is at goodness granny goodness granny so there's a lot of stuff going on so let's announce what our poll is going to be for the next one. That's right. Um, so I'm going to go with one that uh, I'm excited to read. And I, I was just giving it to me for my birthday yesterday. <coughs> I'm going to go with Superman, American Alien. Wait, is that? What is yeah, it? that's yeah. it. Yeah, That's right. American Max, Alien. Max Landis. Max Landis, yeah. So I'm... Uh, also in, in the news for... Uh... For all the you know allegations and all. Wait, did, was Stanley. he involved with allegations? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, was he? Yeah. I didn't read it either. I don't. I'm not up to news stuff. Uh, Stan, Stan Lee, but Stanley's is like Stanley's is recent. Stanley's like, done stuff too. Ninety-five year old Stanley has been harassing his nurses. Every ninety-five year old man does. What the? What is this world now? Does everybody just want a buck? It's the. It's the fad. We're witnessing a fad. Girls just coming forward, talking about stuff. So what did Max Landis do? I don't know. Like rape. Like what the fuck, man? I don't know. Like, How, I, why are these celebrities doing this? What's happening? 
Are they so mentally messed up down there that they just have to do it? Must it must be a power thing, eh? Or are the chicks just so hell-bent on money that they're just claiming all this stuff? Students, they're not all women, unfortunately. Think of Brian Singer. Think of Brian Singer or Kevin Spacey or... This is true. That's true. Hey, do others. any guys come out about girls? Sexism. Sexism. We're witnessing sexism. The only person that came out, but it was it was actually against a guy, was Terry Crews. Right? Yeah. Didn't he come out? Since uh, he was sexually harassed? Yeah, some guy smacked him on the ass. Anyways, um, Jordan, I, what are you choosing here? No, 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 he didn't actually rub his crotch. Actually rubbed Terry Crews' crotch. So, so what? And sexual abuse. Punch him in the face. You're Terry Crews. What's the cop gonna say? Like you punch him in? The, he rubbed my crotch. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot okay. less violence in the world nowadays. That's I know. So you cr- scream sexual abuse? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Whatever. This is a whole topic that I did not <laughs> want to get involved with. There was someone else. There was. Wasn't it Mariah Carey's bodyguard? I like this. I like where this it was one of, her, one of her dancers. About her. Good. About right. her? Really? Yeah. That's not, that's, you know, equality. That's what we want, equality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know what? I hadn't, I hadn't actually seen a woman. Sorry, I forgot about that one. This is a personal message to anyone in Hollywood right now. Someone upstairs was not happy with my opinion on this. <laughs> nope, nope. But I will say that anyone in Hollywood right now that's listening, I want you to come forward. Don't be afraid by the female celebrities oppressing you. Come forward and t- tell the world. Now is the time to tell that these female celebrities are oppressing you and sexually abusing you. Your cries will not come on deaf ears. Jordan, what was your pet? <laughs> okay. I can tell you what Tobin's is. Tobin's probably going to go with what he did last time. We're going to say it's going to be Tokyo Ghost. Okay. okay. Volume 1. Alright. Which I can't wait to read. I already said mine. So. Sean Gordon Murphy's Was his Tokyo White Ghost Night. or was mine Tokyo Bo- Ghost? I thought... Uh, well, mine was... One's was... Siege. Oh no! Yours was siege. Was yours siege. Sean's was siege. It was yours deadly class. His or... was deadly class. Okay. Well, then his is deadly class. Then. Okay, he's All going right. with deadly class. What are you going with? Uh, some something else in the news, but in a much different way. Uh, so this graphic novel was uh, adapted into a movie. I'm not Valerian. sure how well it did. What? Valerian. Valerian? Oh, uh, no. Oh. <coughs> It was. It was. It, was. it did very poorly. Oh, yeah. You can go Sorry. Miller Sorry. World, right? Yeah. Like all Mark Miller stuff's picked up mm-hmm. on Netflix, so all his sh- all his shit's um, going to become. But the reason this one's most recently in the news is because uh, it's now being adapted into a TV series, starring Jennifer Connelly. Could be interesting. So uh, I mm. I read the report, and I I've been wanting to read this for a while, and I do have it. Uh, so I clicked on it, and everybody's like, oh, I'm so glad this movie's getting remade as a TV show. This movie, this movie, this movie, this movie. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's a graphic novel, and people need to know about Snowpiercer. Wait a second. Snowpiercer is getting adapted as a TV show? Yeah, and Jennifer Connelly's going to be the, the main, one of the main people in it. Isn't it all dudes? No. 
No, on the train? Yeah. Like, as the main hero. Like well, Chris Evans was the main... Yeah, and then his... I've never read the graphic novel. I haven't either. J- I Jamie Bell. Yeah, but, but also Octavia Spencer was, like, probably the third biggest. Okay. And then there's Till... Uh, then there's John Hurt. Till Tilda Swinton. Till Swinton was in it. She was like a villain. Ed Harris is in it. It was a great movie. It was a great movie. Unbelievable movie. Have you seen it? No. It's unbelievable. I'll, I'll give it to you before you. It like right. really is really, really it's good. It's very good. Um, I'm excited then to read it. I'm confused as to who Jennifer... Maybe they changed the main Question, character. do you currently own this graphic novel? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you. You were with me when I bought it. Is Jennifer Connelly yeah. in the news for coming out as being sexually abused by Eric Bama? <laughs> Uh, no. Okay. Not as far as I'm concerned. I just didn't know. I didn't know. (laughs) Why are you going to go save her from Eric Bannon? I just didn't know. Isn't she married to Paul Bettany? Paul Bettany, yeah. All right. I'm going Deadly Class Volume 1 by Rick Remender. I'm going Deadly Class again. Trying to get it in there. Suit Voices. They're both, they both oh, played oh, wait. suit voices. He took, he already did Deadly Class, didn't he, Tobin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, that was not Tokyo Ghost So Paul anymore. Bettany played Jarvis. Yep. Jennifer Connelly played Karen in Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Both suit voices. Married. Both sexually abused. <laughs> <laughs> uh, podcast <laughs> over. Um... <laughs> That was good. That was good. <laughs> so, I'm going to go Moon Knight, Volume 1. Jesus, Murphy. Uh, Which the White Knight. So, uh, small is it Smallwood is the artist. Amazing art. Whitey's the writer, Jeff Lemire. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? It's kind of funny. I've been wanting to read it. Oh, I'll admit... Well, you know what his work done? on Animal Man was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, until I met him. <coughs> yeah, and he is a dick. But uh, you know, I was gonna go Tom Tom King, and I was gonna try and get Batman Volume One. But I've tried so many times to I get know. Batman Volume One. You've at least made it, so I'm gonna really give it my all to make sure that we don't read that shit. Exactly. Moon Knight Volume One. Whitey the White Knight. I saw to read Doom Patrol. I have that as well. I was uh, Doom Volume One. Oh man! <laughs> Wish list. Well, I think that's everything. I think yeah, we finished that yeah. bad boy up. We've uh, you know we've talked about a lot other than comics. Yeah, which is not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how we're gonna tag that in this one. <laughs> I don't know. I would just stick with Doctor Strange Volume Two. <laughs> The rest is a surprise yeah. for everyone. A pleasant yeah. surprise. Just totally. pleasant, Tag it. Yeah. Kevin Spacey. Uh, <laughs> the Stan Last Lee, Jedi. Max Landis. Mm. <laughs> yeah, let's really get in the news. Horror here. movies. Might as well. Yeah. Horror movies. Horror movies. Mm-hmm. Stormy Daniels. Donald Trump. <laughs> See what I'm doing there? Yeah. See, I did that? See, I did that? See, that? that's yeah. fucking... segue? That's, that's segues right yeah. there. Nice. Right? We might as well just hashtag, hashtag Trump right now. See? I somehow got it there. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing like calling hey. third world country shitholes. You know... Oh. Mm. You know... Who, like, If Josh Trank gets accused of sexual assault, will people still remember him as Josh Trank, the guy that ruined Fantastic Four? 
He'll be the guy that ruined Fantastic Four and women's lives. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Disney's got got them back. Yeah. And we got Silver Surfer back. Did he come out as a sexual abuser? No. Who has I don't think anybody wants to mention his name in public. Oh. Did Brian Cranston? No. No. I, Brian like, Cranston I, I read a great tweet where a guy, a guy was like, all right, well, good morning, everyone. I'm excited to see that I'm sure I've woken up and uh, one of my heroes would be a douchebag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, every morning I wake up, hero's a douchebag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is true. I don't know what's happening. I'm not even, I don't have my finger on the pulse. You got your finger right on the pulse. You've got an inside source telling us about all these sexual discretions or whatever. It's called reading Twitter at work. Well, I'm fucking on Twitter, and I don't read any of this stuff happening. Oh, you didn't even vote on our last poll. Trades and tirades. <laughs> do, 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 do.